Welcome to the Haunted Hangover Podcast. I'm Louie, and I'm joined by my bud Dave. Hello. I'm back. And for the fourth year in a row, now we can see his lovely face this time. Woo! Woo -woo. Sexy, Sexy beast. We're joined by Adam. From the Great Pumpkin Project. Welcome back, sir. Ooh, Hello there. Four four there years, man. That's by by the time crazy. By the time <laughs> I do more of these, it's like I'll be eighty-five. It's flown <laughs> flown by. Wow, you're gonna hit eighty-five in four more years. You Good look for great. You. <laughs> you look great. I feel I'll feel eighty-five in four years. That just goes to show for the longevity and the success of the podcast. There, I I, I guess so. I, I guess you're right. I wonder what I'll look like in four years. Will I look 84 as well? What about you, Dave? Are you going to look 84 in four years? I don't think so. I'm going to look 25 in in four years. At the rate the world's going. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) But yes, Adam, if our listeners, shame on them, don't know know what the great pumpkin. Yeah, they know what's up. But if they don't, if there's a new listener out there that doesn't know what the Great Pumpkin Project is, please inform them what this is specifically and what if you, you are do. if you are a loyal listener of the podcast you should already know but if you are <laughs> a noob um the great pumpkin project is thing that i do carving 31 jack-o'-lanterns for one for each night of the month of october and put them in random places spooky houses overpasses side of highways weird new jersey locations stuff like that just for the random person to happen upon one and spread some Halloween cheer. Beyond that, other people have participated and put out tags you can print out and you put on the pumpkins. A different artist does the artwork every year. And you should do the same. And you should send your pictures to Great Pumpkin Project at Instagram and share share in the Halloween spirit and do it every year and build family traditions and Make this a thing that'll last forever. Now, Adam, I know you usually get a Halloween artist, I guess is a good way mm-hmm. of putting it, every year to design the uh, the badges or the, uh, what are they called? I'm, I'm not the using tags. the right. The tags, the badges, the badges, the tags. Uh, can you hit us with the knowledge yeah. of who it's going to be this year or is it, st- or is it still a secret? It's still a secret. It's still in the process. I Boo. haven't gotten. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Big letdown. Um, I haven't gotten the final work yet, so I don't want to, you know, make it a definite yet. But yeah. it's good. It's going to be good. It's uh, it's going to be a pretty involved design for the tiny size of these things. So hopefully, it comes out awesome. And uh, they always come out awesome, dude. Don't yeah, don't undersell it. it. <laughs> don't under you're underselling it. Hopefully they come out awesome. Hopefully they're passable, yeah. <laughs> the past few years I've seen them in person. They look fantastic. Yep, so it's it, it always comes down to the wire too. Never fails. Yeah, last year's was pretty close, right? Well, you were cutting it close, I think. Or cutting no, it, was it cutting it close were, again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, you push out the best shit when you cut it close. So come I, on. I agree. Man. Procrastination <laughs> is is nothing but quality work in the end. And Adam graciously <laughs> sends us tags to put on, and very, very appreciative of that. Always, yes. always, of course, yep. always. Love I've it. got my collection here at my desk. I, I can see like three of them over there. They, so. they I should, use them you know. as bookmarks sometimes yeah, yeah. too. You better be get some getting some of those out there though. Oh no, we do. Uh, I know they look good, but <laughs> we don't want to destroy. Well, you know me. I I always use one for the the haunted hangover yeah. jack o' lantern jack o' lantern I carve every year. 
And oh, I, hopefully... I appreciate that you're collecting them, though. And Dave, yeah. <laughs> like, I remember you've been using them in bookmarks forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's the bookmark guy. He uses yep. them. He uses them well, as bookmarks. He does well, put them on his well, pumpkins, though, too. You do put <laughs> no, them on his pumpkins. No, we do. No, yeah. what happens is Sheila, because Adam will send us a few, so Sheila or I will just sacrifice one. And we keep another. That's what we do. We just put up next to each other. That's all. That works. <laughs> it's it's all an illusion. He t- he pulls the tag off and takes it home. Leaves the pumpkin. So just shoot, take the shot for Instagram and keep the tag. I I won't be mad at you, but <laughs> <laughs> nobody will know. Just keep right. that a, a secret. I uh, this year I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that you and I, Adam, can meet up. And I'll, I'll have the, the jack-o'-lantern all carved up. Not sure what the design is. I have to figure that one out this year. Usually the wife carves it because I don't, I'm not talented enough to carve a, a, a unique-looking jack-o'-lantern. Dude, so, you, classic jack-o'-lantern is all you need, man. Nah, I like to do something special for the Haunted Hangover. I, make a, I shoot a video for it and everything, so I, it's got to look good. Okay. You've you know? seen my work. and my, I can't carve for shit. So. No, I know. But what's funny is the last few years, I've tried to kind of correlate it to the a big thing that happened that Halloween season. So like okay. last year, I don't know if you guys saw it. Adam, you might remember. I uh, I had it carved to look like one of the Boopales, the McBoopales, yep. because that was like the big thing that Halloween season. I think the, the, the year before... I had the jack-o'-lantern carved to look like the heart eyes jack-o'-lantern from one of the new Halloween movies at the time, mm-hmm. like one of the new the new trilogy. So like I always I forget what the first oh the first year was the haunted hangover logo, one of the logos. Yep. So I tried to keep it topical. Yeah, topical, whatever it is. I don't know what this year's gonna be, so I, I gotta kind of figure that out when they're putting out the pills again. Yeah, yeah but I did that already. Got to move on to something different to design the jack-o'-lantern. Got come come up with something more unique, maybe something more intricate this year. And yes, cool. hopefully you and I can meet up, or I'll meet up with you. Done. You'll I've... you'll you'll take me to a cool location. All right, I'll, I'll make uh, sure I save one, <laughs> a nice spooky one, and Sorry. I'll go and I'll shoot the video for the you know the jack-o'-lantern there cool. you know usually i don't i don't do that till october so we've got we've got, got some, some time. time yeah the time of the, at the time of this recording we've got we've got some time to uh to kind of figure that one out uh but I have to, again i have to figure out the design too i'm doing some crazy shit this year with, with haunted hangover like the halloween special and stuff some ridiculous shit so that pumpkin i'd like for it to be carved not ridiculous but just something a little unique We'll see when we get there. Yeah. (laughs) I won't be carving it because, again, I I don't want it to be classic, man. I just don't. I want something different. So we'll see when we when we cross that bridge. But yes, pressure, (laughs) no pressure. Never, never under pressure. Um, But yes, we always cover iconic jack-o'-lanterns when you're on the show. That's our Mm -hmm. thing. We do it every year. And this is number four. And I know Dave always says it's getting harder and harder to find iconic jack-o'-lanterns. He's not wrong. I've got a list of like nine, and I'm not going to say what they are because they're in my notepad on my phone. I've got nine. And even this year, I helped Dave. with. I found when I was like, Dave should pick this. This is a very Dave pick. So I gave it to him because I was going to pick it. But then there was another one in that same group, and I was like, I'll go with this one and let him pick that one. You know, so there's plenty out there. You just got to really use that noggin. 
and get obscure with it, which is, I'd say this year, for the most part, all of our picks are kind of obscure, <laughs> kind of. We've got one returning in, in, in your case, and then one super obscure one in your case, Adam. And then Dave has one very unique one that I think most people don't even know about, and then one that I think a lot of people know about. And I think mine, for the most part, are kind of deep cut, right? Yeah, I've very never, deep cut. I've think. never seen the one that <laughs> yes. I know you know what I'm talking about. Yes. I've never seen that. So we are so. we are in the territory of them becoming deep cut, iconic uh, jack-o'-lanterns. And some of these are new discoveries. Like one of my picks I found out about, I'd say, in the last year or two. And I was just researching something else and then came across – I came across what it's on – and then discovered that, and I was like, "Wow, this is fucking strange," and I need to talk about it. So oh. that's where that's where we are when it comes to iconic jack o' lanterns. I think that we're using the word iconic as loosely as it gets now at this point, but I still think it's safe to say all of these all of these jack o' lanterns on this list, these six jack o' lanterns, can be iconic in a way. I don't know if you guys would agree or disagree with me. Sure, I think I'd so. I'd agree. I think or, or once iconic. <laughs> Maybe iconic. I mean, I guess you could use the word iconic, but maybe memorable. It's all subjective. That 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 might yeah. That might another yeah. word you could use is memorable. Memorable so, jack o' lanterns. Because yeah. these are, we've got some, yeah. some deep at the bottom. We've got some left bottom. field stuff. Yes, there. very very strange. And with that being said, Adam, as always, you're the guest. Hit all us right. with your first pick. Take it away. You guys find this place as creepy as I do, right? So it's some kind of weird cult where they wear vegetable costumes and dance around a big thing. They seem nice enough. Okay, you're in denial, that's fine. But I'm just saying, something feels off about this place. So before I get into the pick, I owe you guys tremendous credit for this. Because, um, so the pick itself is going to be the pumpkin people from Over the Garden Wall. Uh, the hard times at the husk and bee episode um and the reason you guys are owed credit here um that particular episode you you at least i became aware that that even existed through instagram you know many like five six years ago in october everybody's posting pictures of them and you're like what the heck is this and you do, you know, you go and look into it and you find that particular episode. And you're like, oh, this is cool. You see, you know, they stumble upon the town. There's the pumpkin people. But at that point, you watch that episode and truth be told, you didn't really dive that much into the rest of the series. After I listened to your guys' episode on Over the Garden Wall specifically, I'm like, mm, this this is owed a lot more attention. Um, you guys talked a lot about like the 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 final episode at like the Halloween party and like the vibes that it put out. I'm like, and that sold me. I'm like, okay, I'm missing something. And I'm a huge fan specifically at, you know, because of your guys discussion on it. So thanks for that. Yeah. Like I have, I've got like right now I've got a bunch of the like little figures and stuff at my work desk and whatnot, but love it. I spent too much money on the vinyl of it. Like that's cool. I got it. I, I got it when it came out. Yeah, I had to wait <laughs> or should have gotten it sooner. But the episode itself, if you were unaware, and this is another shame on you thing, because this year when it was time for me to pick, <clears throat> I'm like, okay, what's actually iconic? 
you know, what what 15, 20 years down the road is going to be like a memorable jack-o'-lantern. And this is the first thing that came to me because you see a lot of people referring to it now through social media and just in general. It's a new classic. It's become a new classic. It may be an equivalent to like the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown to kids who are like five now, but when they're in their 20s, it's going to be like, oh, the seasonal thing to do is watch over the garden wall. But to go into the actual pumpkins themselves, so Greg, Bert, Beatrice, they stumble, those are the main characters of the show, they stumble upon a town called Pottsfield, and Pottsfield is inhabited by a bunch of pumpkin people, um, led by a, la- a leader, a larger pumpkin named Enoch, but um, as an aesthetic, they're fantastic. There's a whole lot of whimsical nostalgia in that episode, which you guys have talked about before. And it just, it hits all the right notes. Um, in doing some research for this pick, a few things I found out that I didn't know or didn't catch at the first view, pumpkin people all are, are skeletons. It's just skeletons wearing pumpkin heads. You know, the main pumpkin is actually a black cat. So if you see at some point, Pumpkinhead comes off, it's a black cat. And in the earlier episode, there's a black cat collecting pumpkins, apparently for the people of the town. Um, the name Pottsfield is actually taken from the term Potter's Field, which is a field like a mass grave of 10 to like 30,000 people, usually like day laborers that couldn't afford actual graves. And if you watch the episode, you know, like they're digging their own graves. And you see the skeleton people come out. So I'm like, oh, this totally makes all this sense, you know, going back and looking into some info for the episode um, and just made it, you know, more insightful. The whole show, obviously, as you know, just has so much to, you know, dig through and so much uh, hidden meaning and it's little super like, tips deep for an stuff. animated yeah. series. Like it's a lot deeper mm-hmm. than it needs to be, which is which is what's That's so what good makes about it, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, go if you haven't listener go back and listen to their episode about it <laughs> yes it'll 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 sell you on it if you don't already know what it is that was about two i think we covered that like two years ago it's a while it feels ago about, yeah it feels yeah, about right two to, it, it might have been the first year of haunted hangover of the show that we covered it maybe first or, or first no. or maybe into the second year of cover of of the the podcast existing um I don't know. We've recorded over a hundred episodes at this point, so I've lost track of when, of when, of when when we covered it. Uh, But to go back to the pumpkins themselves, the jack o' lanterns, I guess, if if you want to, if you want to be specific, one of my favorite things about that, like kind of whole sequence, is that the characters even call them a cult. They call them like a weird, creepy cult. And there's Mm -hmm. that one scene that I've always loved. Where uh, they're looking at one of the of the pumpkin people, and it just creepily turns its head <laughs> and That's looks the at them. It's so fucking funny, and it, it just goes to show you how, even though they're supposed to be creepy and strange, it's still kind of heartwarming yeah. and 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 and, uh, and cute. Even though, when in reality, when you think about it, it's a it's kids li- literally stumbling into like this group of like dead people like this cult of dead people yeah and not even realizing it until later because they at that point when they meet the group they just think it's people dressed up as like gourds is what they say or something yeah. like that right so um 
I've always loved how subtle it is, especially with the, you know, them all being corpses and the kind of cat being the ringleader of the whole thing and kind of the reason why that's happening. It's a great show, man. And, and it's, that's to me, in my opinion, and I might have said this when Dave and I covered it two years ago, um, that entire sequence, besides obviously Halloween and the, the jack-o'-lanterns themselves, everything about that is autumn fall yeah. farm it looks it like it looks more like um like a farm like almost like a harvest situation with cornfields and haystacks and things like that and then the pumpkin people just add that kind of overall halloween aesthetic to that setting it's really even the warm tones that they use Mm-hmm. is is the color palette on. of it all yeah exactly yeah. and just and because you know for the most part the movie starts and ends on halloween but that scene that episode sort of i think it's like episode three or four if i remember correctly is one of the probably one of the things that remind you reminds you that that's when this is set or takes Based place around. yeah without yeah. spoiling the ending which dave and i did when we reviewed it but you you couldn't you couldn't Spoil, you know, I won't spoil the ending now because it's a great ending. It's probably it ties it all together. Don't, great. Do not, I'm do not, not going spoil to. It. Um, but uh, you know, but definitely after you watch it, go back and listen to Dave and I kind of dive deep into it and kind of give our thoughts on the entire over the garden wall. It's a mini series because it's only one season of the show. It's ten, it's yeah. ten episodes. Ten episodes. You know, it's like one yeah. one narrative. Twelve minute one episodes. Story. Yeah, it's an easy watch too. Like the whole thing is like an watch. hour. I'm due for a rewatch. Same here. I haven't yeah. seen it since we covered it, so maybe this. I pulled uh, out the DVD before. I was like, "Shit, I gotta watch this again." Yeah. It's on Hulu too. It's on Hulu and yes. HBO Max. Yes, nice. yes, yes. I, I definitely have to uh, go. I think most people should, like this Halloween season, go back and give it a watch. I feel like you 100%. said like a lot of young. You said like a lot, like Adam. You were saying how like kids that are five now and twenty years will appreciate. I feel like. I don't see enough love for it. I do see it on social social media here and there, sprinkled on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. But I still think it's underrated. I it's still, still yeah, it's a hundred. It's a it's a hundred percent underrated. But you have to like, like just like you said, it's pretty deep. It's not. It's, it's not, not really for so, five year olds. Like five year old no, cartoon. But it's not not for five-year-olds there's nothing there's nothing about it maybe the beast element of it might be a bit much but like i look at stuff that i watched as a kid or friends of mine watched as a kid like the last unicorn or i've never still i've still never seen return to oz because it is terrifying to me i love return of oz but speaking of iconic jack-o'-lanterns he might he may or may not be on the list i created but we won't get into that that right now just saying so but but yeah, so this is obviously this this is nothing in comparison to the creepy shit that was around in the eighties. No, you know, and not. it's a cartoon. So I think especially because it's also Cartoon Network. It's not like where Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown aired every year on ABC on a day in October and that was a thing. So it's obviously not as accessible, but being that everything is streamed or, or on some kind of streaming service now. I think because it's coming around, you know, it existed for about four or five years before I even watched it. So it's yeah. just kind of slow burn. I was I was late to it, too. Dave is the one that put me on to it because I hadn't seen it until he mentioned it to me. and was like, hey, we should cover this on the show. And I'm glad he brought it up because I probably wouldn't have heard about it otherwise. I probably would have saw the it's... pumpkin people and been like, oh, what the fuck yeah. is that? Watch them like, oh, shit, this is amazing. 
it's coming up on 10 years it came out, I think. So I think it came out in 2014. Mm, so okay. it aired in 2014, I believe. And yeah, so I'm sh- I wouldn't be surprised if we got something cool next year with that. That would be great. Yeah, be I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So. And, and there's kind of a a theme in our episode here. Uh, unintentionally, Adult Swim makes a couple of appearances in this uh in this episode. Uh, so mentioning kind of Cartoon Network Adult Swim, Dave, hit us with your first pick. Imagine from the perspective of my pumpkin. Right now, in the rearview mirror, it's looking into the eyes of its creator. And I can't help but feel that it's asking, why? So Louie actually, and I forgot about this because I, I don't know why. <laughs> But it wasn't my first thing to think about when I was thinking about jack-o'-lanterns. <laughs> so but good. Louis is the one that that was like, you should do this. And I was like, well, luckily, luckily for us, I've watched this episode when it aired. So the jack-o'-lantern that I'm going to be talking about today is from the show, Joe Pera Talks With You. And the episode is called Takes You On A Fall Drive, which was season one, episode three. And this aired in 2018. So... Like I said, I watched this when it actually aired. So I would I would DVR it, and then when I'd come home in the morning from work, I would get breakfast and sit on the floor in my room, and this is obviously back in New York, and watch it. And it it's such a it's such a lightfully I don't even know that's a word <laughs> silly and somber show all at once. So it, he used Joe Perry was originally like it was like an animated thing. And then they went from the animated thing to this show. And I believe it had three seasons and then they canceled it. It didn't have a long run. No, it only had three seasons. And I think I watched the first two. I did not watch any of the third season. I do believe he has a podcast now. He does have a podcast Uh, uh, now. (laughs) Joe Perra... it's like the sleepy sleep po- or something it's like, like a that. Yeah, I don't know what it is or something. Yeah, it's but weird. <laughs> it's a very unique take on comedy because it's again, it's like this somber but light-hearted comedy, but it's also a little bizarre. Like I don't, you know, it's extremely it's one of a kind. bizarre. Yes, the, it's, the it's unique. Way, yeah, the best way I could describe him, he's like a ninety-year-old man who's thirty. Yeah. That's yeah, kind yeah. of that's very what, accurate. Yeah, that's basically he's like a ninety-year-old man who's who's like thirty years old. It's, it's very odd yeah, and strange. It's it's strange, but it, it works. And he's he's super funny, and he's just like the type of guy like you'd want to sit down and like eat an apple with or something. Like he's just <laughs> yeah. Joe, Joe Perry is great. So we get this. So the, in this episode, we get this. Joe likes to go on his fall loop. And I love this right away because this is something I think many of us can, you know, gravitate with is that we all have our Halloween fall traditions. And I certainly had drives that I would take back in New York. And we get this shot of Joe buying an apple at a farm stand and continuing his drive on a really gloomy, beautiful fall day. Now, I think you guys would agree that. And Adam, I'm sure you would probably agree that this is the kind of day you'd want to lay a pumpkin down and, uh, (laughs) <laughs> you know yeah lay yeah. that pumpkin down <laughs> yep totally 100 yeah. percent agree with you so it's like this wonderful day and 
he says when he when he carves his pumpkin, he gives it a piece of his soul and wants to lay it to rest the same way he can be someday. <laughs> so he goes on to talk about waterfalls and hopes to visit all of them someday. He also says he's going to die when he's 85. I like how he knows he's going to die. <laughs> he knows. And he that says... It's so strange, dude. He's like, oh, like, when I die when I'm 80... It's like 84, I think. Or is a- it 85. 85? Okay. 85, and In he's going to die of a poison kiss. Yes. <laughs> That's what he goes. From a poison kiss. And then we get a, like we get this little like we get a little bit of monologue too where it's like a shot of the jack o' lantern and the jack o' lantern is just like it's like nothing crazy looking it's got like crescent eyes you know it's got a you know it's obviously got a nose and it's got like two teeth on it and he's saying like it's being put like it's create being created and then it's being destroyed uh, I don't or I don't remember the exact monologue but in Joe Para fashion, if you're not familiar, it may sound bizarre to you. Watch it and you'll understand. <laughs> so Joe is walking through the woods. He gets to a clearing where he can lay this jack-o'-lantern <laughs> into the river. And he just lets it go. It's a, it's a, it's a rightful farewell and it washes away into the wild waters. And uh, it's, again... Somber, it, silly, and pretty all at the same time. falls off a waterfall, too. There's a shot yeah. of it literally crawling yeah. through, like, the rapids and then just falling off. And he's just staring, looking into the distance. Oddly, it's so good. Dude. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> and honestly, what the reason why I think this will be an iconic thing is because it's the setting and the person who's doing the action of letting the the jack-o'-lantern go so i think that's what really puts this in an iconic territory in my opinion no i i agree this definitely similar to over the garden wall and the pumpkin people this too is underrated i never never see this segment shared around halloween time or after halloween or you never see it dave is probably the only other person i know that knows what this is because oh, I forgot about how, it. I was like, oh, it's shit. so good. Dude, <laughs> I, I watch it all the time. And I wouldn't say I'm a big Joe Para fan. I did enjoy his show because of how odd it was. Like, I like weird shit like that, too, because it would air at like one in the morning it was weird. It would not yeah. even like, like two, three a.m. sometimes. And I didn't watch this live. I forget how I came across this. But I think I like I think one time I just go- I was Googling like uh like adult like we, strange adult sad swim. pumpkin videos I, no it was like strange <laughs> adult swim stuff and then i just stumbled on it one day a few years ago um but one of my favorite things about it is just kind of how it starts and you see a pumpkin decaying and how he kind of mm-hmm. correlates it with life and how like he's not wrong he, he's not wrong what's funny <laughs> is he says he wants to be so he wants when he dies he wants to be put into a river and then fall off of a waterfall that's kind of what's implied with it which is what's yeah. so odd about it when you think about it he says he wants to go out the same way and you said the pumpkin isn't anything special it's a great looking Jack yeah I mean it, it I think what I was trying to get at was like if you were to look at it I think most people really wouldn't be like oh man look at that jack you know what I'm saying like th- that's what I no. meant by that so I maybe I misworded that but it's, it's my like, level of carving ability <laughs> but, no it's it looks it's it my, looks I mean nice. it's my level of carving ability too 
<laughs> and I love how he has it sitting in the back seat like it's a person. Like, yeah. I, I, is it uh, is it tied in with the seatbelt? I don't remember. I don't know. I, I was trying to figure that out. I think it's just sitting there. And then he's looking at it in the rearview mirror. Isn't he like looking in the uh, he's like looking yep. at it and like staring back at it. It's so awkward, but great. Just everything about the entire scenario, him holding it and like the face is pointing at the camera, the way they shoot the entire segment, too. Is a great cinematography. It looks great. Yeah, it looks, it looks fucking, great. It's, it, it it's, looks like a Bob Ross painting. Honestly, it's fucking yeah, beautiful. It, you know what it is? I think. I think what might put people. It, it's not Halloween. It's it's fall looking. It's not Halloween looking because yeah. there's no Halloween decorations. It's all no. just a it's fall drive. Yeah, exactly. So you know that that I think that's also the other thing what made me not think of this I was like oh wait when you said this to me I knew exactly what you were I was like oh okay this is actually a great pick so I am glad you told me to pick this one because I think people <laughs> should see this the show in general is great like if you're going to start with a show watch this watch the breakfast episode when he goes out to breakfast it's yeah, amazing it's a funny one it's a, no, it that, that you sold me Halloween in a breakfast episode consider I'm, yeah, I'm still yeah, on this great. now I was watching it before, and, and she was like, what are you watching? She, I was like, Joe Perry, and she goes, oh, that guy, because I showed it to her before, and she's like, he's funny. And I was like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> Adam, what did you think of this? Because you had never, you had never watched never, it before, right? N- never seen it, and <laughs> I, love do, I, I love the podcast for the reason it's put me on the stuff that I wasn't aware of before, and I love okay. doing this because either A, I don't know about the pick, or B, it, you know, recenters my interest on something I haven't watched in a while. This I know nothing about. <laughs> I've heard nobody utter the name Joe Para. I have never seen any meme or whatever thrown on social media about this. And the second I put it on, I'm like, this is fantastic. I would drive mm-hmm. this drive all oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Like, I'm just like, I immediately loved it. And then I'm watching it. And then the things that came to mind, I'm like, one, I've never felt sad by somebody's pick. Of the four years of doing this, <laughs> yes. uh, like it's okay to cry over a, a, a dead pumpkin, right? Yes. <laughs> and I'm like, is this going to be me? Like, am I that guy? <laughs> Might be all of us. Am I that guy? Because the one thing with stuff that's usually comes out through Cartoon Network or Adult Swim is it's so off center. You either get it or you don't. It's too weird. Um, and you either find it funny or just just too strange. Yeah. And um, this was perfect in every way. I'm like, I will watch this every year. Yes, like, it's a must I'm watch. so <laughs> glad this was a pick. I'm just like, this is so ridiculous. I know I've talked to you guys about like Jack Chop before. I think that yeah. was like my first year's pick. I, that's a like a short YouTube video I watch every, every year. This will be added to, to that because I was – so impressed with that. I'm like, this is ridiculous, and I love it. <laughs> so glad. This is a uh, this is a good November first watch. <laughs> like, I feel oh like, yeah, like, Ooh, <laughs> that's too that's much. Funny. <laughs> like, watch that's this. too much. <laughs> like, Dave and I have talked about how depressing. No, we've talked about it at nauseum how depressing November first is. But I think this is the most somber thing you could watch mm-hmm. on November first. <laughs> oh, don't do that. You're completely right. But you'll now I'm just shedding, like, oh, you'll be you're watching tears. this. Eating the last of the box of Count Chocula, crying into the bowl. <laughs> yep. Adam, this oh. year you got to take a pumpkin to a waterfall, get a get a shot of it, right, Ooh. and then just let it let it let it float away. Yeah, you have to. That's you have a, to do that, it. 
that's a genius idea. That's <laughs> just add another pump required pumpkin carving to the thirty one. It's more. like oh, thirty two. November, the November first pumpkin. You could take exactly. You could take that first pumpkin of the month, save it until until November first. So October first to November first, and then you set it free. You you, you let it go. <laughs> I love that idea. Yeah, it's a great idea. I'm a pumpkin. Ain't that something? I'm a bit of a country pumpkin. I'm a pumpkin, and I can't win. Cause I'm here on Halloween night. All right, so my first pick, 100% obscure. Probably the most obscure on this I list. I, if it's what I think it is, I've never even seen this thing before. <laughs> yes. Very, I don't think any of you, any of you guys, neither one of you have ever even heard of this video I sent you. I'm a pumpkin. So my first pick is from the Peppermint Park TV show or ill-fated, short-lived TV show, Peppermint Don't Park. Don't even know what that is. <laughs> and the segment, I'm a Pumpkin. So, before I dive into this particular jack-o'-lantern, Peppermint Park is a strange, speaking of strange TV shows, this is unintentionally a strange TV show. And what this was was a direct-to-video children's program that sort of aired between 1987 and 1988. So a, a very small window. And this never aired on TV. It was only video cassette. So it looks if like you public were, access. Almost. And yeah, if you were right. a kid, probably in, you know, between 87 and probably the early 90s, the only way you saw this is if you were like four, rented it, I'm assuming, or bought it at a store accidentally somehow and watched it and you probably had nightmares that night because the show is basically a ripoff of Sesame Street with puppets there's obviously live action people and stuff cartoons but there's a lot of you know kind of uh what's it called the uh the weird not, not Mandela effect the uh when something looks odd and you can't quite figure it out what's the word Regardless, whatever, moving on, it'll come to me. But the show itself just features similar, you know, as Sesame Street. You've got your main puppets talking and things like that. And you'd cut to like, I don't know if you guys remember, remember on Sesame Street, like the healthy food segment with Cookie Monster and all Mm -hmm. the fruits and vegetables talking. They would kind of go to these self-contained segments. And in this segment... It's basically a pumpkin singing about being a jack-o'-lantern on Halloween and just being a pumpkin. And it's a single hand puppet, you can tell, just talking back and forth while these like weird, there's like this weird, like really cheap farm type backdrop with these rolling cardboard looking pumpkins moving and stuff. It's really odd. And the song is only like a minute and a half long. It's really short. But it's the weirdest thing to watch. There's something eerie about it. And I can't quite pinpoint. Like There's weird, eerie undertones. And the reason why I'm picking this is because there's a creepypasta called Candle Cove. Are you guys familiar with that at all? Nope. 
So there's this kind of, I, I don't have all the details here in my notes, but there's this, this creepy, but you guys are familiar with creepy pastas. They're basically mm-hmm. folklore. They're almost like an urban legend, but sort of created from, it's basically something that exists kind of like the Mandela effect <laughs> that we just mentioned, but it's kind of turned into this dark tale. And sometimes people believe them just like urban legends. You know, like there's there there's the I think the most infamous one is there's this Mickey Mouse uh, short that people say if you watch it you die. I don't know if you guys have ever heard. There's a lot of them. There's like the I, I don't know if it's called Jake the Killer. Or there's another killer that if you look at them for too long you're killed. So Candle Cove, they actually made a Channel Zero season about Candle Cove. It was a t- a children's TV show that apparently was so evil and so scary that they had to cancel it and there it's lost media. No one knows, you know, where to watch this thing. It's not real. It's all fiction, but uh the people that, you know, created the Channel Zero uh Candle Cove episode and I believe the creepy pasta itself this show, Peppermint Park, was the inspiration for it because of how not lost it was because you can find all of this on YouTube. You can basically find the entire series. I think I'm pretty sure most of the segments and stuff are on YouTube. But it's just it was so strange and surreal that people thought it was this like evil Candle Cove children's show. And when you watch this pumpkin segment, I'm a pumpkin you can feel just kind of uneasy. Like there's something wrong here. Like if you were to slow this down the tempo, it would be the <laughs> creepiest fucking thing in the world. Can, can I add something? So yes. I think gen, like generally anything that's shot on video, uh, video, video is unsettling. Like it has that, mm. it has that. I don't know how to, I, I don't know if there's a word for it, but there's almost like a distressed quality, distressed quality, especially with the tape hiss in the background from recording. It's automatically fucking weird. Like yeah. it, it doesn't matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Like it has that uh, has that aesthetic right from the get go. So yes. like I totally agree with you. And, and the term is uncanny valley. There it is. So yes, is it yes, that. Un- uncanny valley. So what happens with the show is. It's so when something is like uncanny valley, your brain can't register. It thinks this thing is like sentient, but it looks kind of human. But you, your brain knows it's not a living thing. I don't know if I'm, I'm if I'm articulating I'm it properly. Education. Yeah. So uncanny valley <laughs> is like when you look at like a mannequin or a robot that looks real, and it's creepy because it's trying to mimic human. It's trying to human. mimic kind of a human personality or the look of a human so peppermint park and i'm a pumpkin this little segment has kind of that strange uncanny lo-fi quality that dave just mentioned um attribute to it and that's what i love about it this would be perfect and it might be something i do in the future or maybe even this year it would be perfect in a halloween mixtape and i've never seen anyone use it to my knowledge like it's just a weird fucking segment it's innocent he's literally just talking about being scary on halloween and being a pumpkin and being a jack-o'-lantern and it is cute but just those undertones man again the uncanny valley the word that i couldn't remember but now i got because i just looked it up (laughs) is what makes it unsettling and i love it dude i love it the way the way you just described the whole thing is completely 180 from like when i watched it i'm like because i'm like 
all right, this is going to get stuck in your head. And two, how is this not like a kid's favorite? Like, like for the most part, people of our age probably remember like five little pumpkins sitting yeah. on a gate, one of my mice getting late, whatever. Yeah. Like, how is this song not in the vein of like, oh, every second grader sings this? So I had this like, okay, this is definitely like 1970s PBS. <laughs> you know yeah or public access like halloween special and then you just took this left <laughs> of like no this is something something's weird well, something's no. not quite right and i but no that's yeah. i dig it i like yeah. i like the fact that that's part of the charm at least to you and you know and to be able to look at it that way now it's like oh you might get something I'd, a bit I, yeah. more weird out of it. I'd recommend if you guys have it, you guys included and the listeners, go Google or YouTube Peppermint Park. Obviously, oh, I'm going to. Check out I'm a Pumpkin because the little jingle is catchy and very – it is cute. But when you start to watch other aspects of the show, you're like, oh, is I'm this sure a, fucking weird. Is this a real show? Like you're like, this dude. is – dude, the puppets look fucking creepy. Like when you look at them, it's odd. Yo, so this is going to be a little bit of a tangent here. When I was younger, probably like, I don't know, like maybe seven or eight, I used to get, you know, like my mom's a single mom, so I'd have to get babysat sometimes. So I remember going to, you know, one of my mom's friends and she had a little kid, my mom's friend, and he was like a few years younger than me. And they had this series. It was like called like kids songs or something like that. It was the same shit. It was like... (laughs) Like these, it was like these weird, like renditions of like classic like songs. Adam's shaking his head because I guess I know he knows exactly. I watched it in first grade. <laughs> so like they would just be these fucking bizarre ass like a bunch of kids singing these like different versions, like you know like I-, I don't know like Mary had a little lamb. Like it was like it would be like that song, and like there would be all these kids singing it, and it's like just so weird. And I, even as a little kid, it fucking weirded me out. I was like, yo, this shit is bizarre. So, like, anything that has this connotation to it, and not, not that, that it's, it's a bad connotation, it's just, it's just fucking weird. You ever see, like, from the 70s, H.R. Puffin stuff? You ever see I, clips that of sound, that? That sounds familiar. Oh, do you, you want to just feel completely uneasy? Like, I remember watching an episode <laughs> or two on YouTube, and I'm like, it's obviously a pot reference. And the main character has these big, like droopy, baggy eyes, and it's 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 so <laughs> it's so wrong in every way. And the the whole descriptions of this and and kid songs on a different level. But you're right, like we watched that religiously uh-huh. in music class in like first grade, and but in a, a completely different way. But that stuff was exactly what you're describing. Like how is how does this get made? And why is this even a thing? Who in a, in some marketing groups like you know what kids would like? Like a McDonald's character looking thing that looks like it's high off its ass. That's what <laughs> HR Puffin stuff was. And that falls in line right with what you're saying about this. And now I look at it with like a dark spin on it from them. Like, okay, this is a, a lo-fi kids kids song, but yeah. apparently not now. Well, I, I think it's – I think they, they – like Peppermint Park, I'm a Pumpkin. This whole thing I think is done with good intentions. But I think, you know, when you look back, we're looking at it now as adults and you even think of something like the Banana Splits. They actually made a horror film about the, the, the Banana Splits was a children's show, I think, in the 70s. And it was like the big giant mascot looking guys. And they made a horror film for the sci- sci-fi channel where they're killing people. So there's these innocent kind of 
mascot characters that kids loved back in the day, they turned them into these scary, you know, monster killer type characters in a movie a few years ago, a more contemporary film because of how odd and eerie they looked. Peppermint Park, same thing. I feel like it's just such an odd show. Creepy pastas have been inspired by them. You know, a Channel Zero a season was inspired by it because of how fucking strange it was and just how weird the whole thing was. But I'm a pumpkin, or I'm a pumpkin. Uh, <laughs> was it's just a great little again, great little segment. Uh, I wouldn't say it's the most Halloween thing in the world because it's really just the one pumpkin singing that's the focus of the entire thing. But I think it should have iconic status. Just because of the fucking bizarre nature. Preach it to the world. The whole thing. So more people need to uh, share the I'm a pumpkin segment from Peppermint Park. It's important that we do that this year. Apparently, and speaking of shows that had puppets on them, R.L. Stein was the head writer on Eureka's Castle. Do you guys remember that show? Yeah, another weird fucking show. Boggin' boggin' movie. Super fucking weird. But awesome, because I watched that shit, and that shit was really, really wild to watch. Yeah, that that was a good show, too. It was. absolutely was. Peppermint Park is like Eureka's Castle and Sesame Street with, like, a quarter of the budget, and I think that's what makes it so fucking fucking horrific. It's just how cheap it was. I'm going to show my age here, but... Eureka's Castle was kind of like the predecessor to came after the show on Nickelodeon. Like, real, it's called Pinwheel. Oh, I remember Pinwheel. You, I don't remember that. Okay, good. I don't feel so old. Like, no, I remember like, Pinwheel. You, and that was creepy in a lot of ways. Like, real low budget. I remember being super young when it was on. And that's a lot of just, like, forgotten oddball kid stuff that probably falls online check out a few youtube episodes you'll dig it if you want to go even further than that you can check out fucking special delivery you ever remember that show today's special the today's special yeah i'm sorry where his hat fell off and he became a mannequin dude it was about it was about a retail worker who worked in like a clothing shop and Mm -hmm. after hours (laughs) when they closed the store a mannequin a mannequin would come to life i think his name was jeff and the and the right. Holy and, shit. and the the woman that worked there, her name was Jody. And damn, dude, Holy. they would just get into hijinks in the <laughs> store after hours. There was a little a little uh, female rat named Muffy, I believe. <laughs> and Muffy. they just got into some he's, shit. He's nailing every detail about that show that I. Forgot. I used to watch it all the time. That's fucking. And if fucking Dave's weird. hat fell or Jeff's hat fell off, he would turn back into the mannequin yes. and somebody had to come mm-hmm. by and put his hat back on. Especially I haven't, I, I forgot about that yeah. show. Dude, I forgot it's about weird that. weird as fuck. Yeah, dude. We had a lot of weird shit when we were kids, dude. That's just what this tells you. A lot, of this a, stuff, a lot of this stuff hasn't aged well, but that's what's charming about that's it. That's why it's good. Yeah. And one last fun fact here. I wrote a song about Jeff and Jody and them <laughs> having... And them having a very weird, intimate relationship. Oh, God. Please send this to me. <laughs> a woman and a mannequin. I will. There is a movie called Mannequin. Mannequin, yes. Kind of the yes. same line. Yes, yes. Yeah. They definitely Parker. got that from that, by the way. <laughs> Welcome to Jackass. My second pick for my iconic jack-o'-lantern. Um, not as iconic as uh, Over the Garden Wall. But what you may 
remember of Jackass season one, episode one, the shopping cart scene with Bam Margera and Brandon DiCamillo wearing pumpkin head in the beginning. It's fleeting. It's not a big, it's not the, what everything's about. Most memorably about that scene too was the playing of 96 quite bitter, bitter beans by CKY. To me, that is, if you, if you mention Jackass, if you like pick one thing about Jackass ever, it's that scene. It's by far not their most dangerous or, you know, death defying thing ever. It's two idiots in a, the grocery store parking lot with pumpkins on their heads pushing each other over in parking lots. <laughs> but that guitar riff is severely underrated. Severely underrated. Um, the song, like, I think that the, the song even is almost synonymous with the show. Yeah, it is. Um, and generationally, if you're picking the pumpkin, you know, on some kind of pop culture thing, it's the fact that these this, these guys wore the, a pumpkin on their head for all of 15 seconds in this clip. And for me personally, so I was, I was still in high school at the time. They, me and three friends of mine on Halloween, we had nothing to do. So we all decided to get pumpkins, carve them and put them on our heads, <laughs> drive <amazing>. around <laughs> in our cars around our mall. And that is what we did for Halloween. We drove around with large pumpkins on. We probably shouldn't have been driving. Yeah, that sounds dangerous. <laughs> but uh, and then and then after that, we went to our local Dunkin' Donuts, and I sat there with that pumpkin on my head at a table by myself, pretending to sip coffee, and just watch <laughs> people walk in and that they're doing it. And I found it amusing. So I guess it's just kind of a predecessor to what happens now about carving a bunch of them. But uh, um, yeah being a fan of that show or not i would i would argue to say that most people remember that scene just because oh, of so absolutely. many elements that are in it and uh and i can't be the only idiot who went out and be like oh, i'm gonna put a pumpkin on my head but it was it was fun and i it it it, it fits as iconic yeah, I, you would, know. I would agree. I think it Absolutely. fits as an, especially considering they must have, it must have been the Halloween season when they had originally recorded that. That's why I'm assuming that's why they're like, let's just put pumpkins Pum on our head. Big pumpkins were available. You yeah, can't be that far off. I'm assuming that's why, you know, you don't, you wouldn't know. It looks like the fall or autumn in the uh, video because they're wearing jackets and hoodies and stuff. Mm -hmm. So. I'm assuming, and I forget where Bam Marger, I forget where they're from. Pennsylvania. Um, Pennsylvania, oh, West Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania? Okay. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's in Pennsylvania. Um, I'm assuming it obviously gets a lot colder out there, you know, when it's October compared to even like New York. Um, so I'm guessing that's why they just had pumpkins. They're like, yo, let's just carve pumpkins and put them on our heads and just throw each other around while we're inside of shopping carts. I feel like every teenage boy that oh, year yeah was, we did that yeah Absolutely. i did it yep. too like a fucking idiot like oh jump in and i'm gonna slam you into the fuck and, and there were we you didn't even have a camera half the time you were just being assholes no, right. to we, each other we talked about this in the text this was not done for likes this was not done for views these right. were legitimate kids Stupidity. just having fun and goofing <laughs> off yeah mm -hmm. that's what this was and they capitalized off of that years, you know, years down, you know, down the road. But still, this was not an internet's been around for a while. So let's yeah. just we can't say it's pre-internet, but 
this was not done for social media. This no. was done for the for for being young and have trying to have a good time. And I would almost say though, I would almost say though, it was done for something because at that point he was making, you know, he was still a famous skateboarder yeah. and he was just making content for the skate videos he was in, but still it's not an instant um gratification type right, thing. It's exactly. like okay, you, you're like okay, well I live in the middle of fuck all nowhere. Shopping carts are used for two things, actually shopping and then putting your friends in them and pushing them, <laughs> you know, and throw yeah. a pumpkin on your head. And there you go. There's your there's your creativity spin on it. But yeah, it's yeah, but you're right now. Now everybody can go and do something and have a million people see it on TikTok. But it's like, OK, you know, this you yeah. you had to know how to edit and, yeah. and do all this, this stuff that's readily available on your phone now. Yeah, that's it's right. very. So. I feel like it, it's crazy to think that jackass is still a thing. All these, even though Bam's not a part of it because he has a lot of Oof. personal demons. That guy's a mess now. Yeah, he's got a lot going on. But the fact that jackass is still like they made a movie what two three years ago, two years ago. Yeah, like the fact that that's it's still a thing is wild to me. These guys are like in their fifties, still abusing mm. themselves. So it's kind of crazy. It, it's fucking crazy. Just well, that that's still hot take real quick. Um, so whenever I thought anytime I'd watch this or like, you know, even just revi- revisiting it now, just to, you know, get familiar with it again, it automatically th- makes me think of the office episode when Dwight puts a pumpkin on his head. Yeah. Now I wonder if the office got that idea from this because a, the office takes place, supposed to take place in Scranton, Pennsylvania. These guys live in Pennsylvania. I almost wonder if that was kind of a, maybe a tribute. Who knows? It's a hot take. Very so I'm not possible. saying, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I don't think it's impossible. We we just covered uh, the adventures of Pete and Pete Halloweeny with the pumpkin eaters. And they right. wear pumpkins like, on yeah, their heads, absolutely. too. Yeah, and that, that. that predates this, I'm pretty sure. Or around close What year was time. this again? I would say 99. So, yeah. so I thought it was, I, I thought I, it was I, earlier. Look it up. So the hollow, uh, okay. so it's not Halloween, present. yeah. So the adventures. Of it was season. It was season one, episode one. <laughs> it was the first, whenever, the very first whenever that was. episode. That's crazy, dude. Um, but yeah, if you think about it, the only th- like three things that come to mind with guys wearing jack o' lanterns on on their heads is Dwight, like Dave just said in, mm-hmm. in that episode. This jackass and the pumpkin eaters from Halloweeny. So, <laughs> which I need to go watch. That's and I I listen to your guys' episode on it, and I'm like, how do I not? How I don't know if I ever saw it, but I have. It's to. a great episode, man. Well, <laughs> and I gotta say, Sheila like... and I have been have been doing these Snick nights and Snick mornings, and we've been watching a lot of Pete and Pete. I stand corrected. I need to watch it more because I love Yo, it. Yo, you were sleeping on it. Yeah, you were sleeping. In the episode, Dave says he's not a big fan, and I'm glad you've been watching it because it's a fucking. It is a great show. Like just it really everything is. about it. Too, I'm it glad really you is. gave a little update, Dave, from mm-hmm. from since that episode. Dave sold been, on it. He's sold. Now it's becoming top tier for him. So yeah, you can always you can always find little Pete at a Danny Tamborilli. You always mm-hmm. find little Pete at a um, in Somerville, New Jersey. He's always at a diner. He's low like local. That's and oh, wow. all like, friends who are in like punk bands. So like oh, the little Pete and Pete kid is always at the diner after shows and stuff. It's it's pretty funny. That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> WWAR Special Bulletin. Police in Haddonfield have just made the grisly discovery of three bodies in the upstairs bedrooms of this house. It appears that the murders took place sometime early this evening. Authorities have confirmed that all three of the victims are teenagers. 
two girls and a boy. Police are searching the entire area for a mental patient who escaped last night from the Smith's Groveborn County Sanitarium. He is now believed to be at large in Haddonfield. This is Robert Mundy, live. Well, my second pick is from Halloween 2, which was directed by Rick Rosenthal, released in 1981, and it is not the cool skull pumpkin and its awesome intro. So let's just get that out of the way right now. I'm not talking about that. It is awesome, but it's not this. Uh, I'm not going to go over, which I could, how I feel Halloween 2 does everything the original does, but better. I'm talking about the amazingly lit one-take opening sequence that throws you right into Michael's POV. Searching for some place to regroup, we find a dog, we find Loomis yelling at a cop, and finally, a cutback to another one-shot, and we are led to a window of a kitchen of a woman making a sandwich. But most importantly, the reason why I'm talking about this today, is there's a jack-o'-lantern there, and it's a really unconventionally carved jack-o'-lantern. And the pumpkin itself is shaped perfectly. Like, it's a perfect pumpkin shape. It's got a perfect stem. It's got a candle inside of it. It's got everything that you want in a jack-o'-lantern. The jack-o'-lantern's face looks like Beavis from Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> odd looking, yeah. It's so weird. Yeah. It's got nostrils. <laughs> it's got, like, lightning bolt-shaped eyes and jagged teeth. It's pretty gnarly looking. And I would love to see someone make a Halloween 2 bootleg shirt with this jack-o'-lantern on it instead <laughs> of the one that everybody knows about. Do it. So... You know, that would be so cool. But like if like it's really kind of a I don't want to say blink and you miss it moment because it is there. But I mean, I don't think many people probably don't pay too much attention to that jack-o'-lantern because no. I've never heard anybody talk about it. Um, So first, if you want to hear Dave and I's thoughts on Halloween, too, we covered Heard it about a Patreon. year and some change ago on Patreon. We talked about Halloween, too for like an hour and a half. So <laughs> go go and subscribe to the Patreon because that was a good episode when we covered Halloween too. I remember yeah, that being they're all a good. pretty 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 intense deep dive into the second Halloween. I love and that I don't movie. think and I don't think we talked about this pumpkin no uh, probably at not. all. I don't think you mentioned it. I mentioned it at all. Um what I want to say, and I think we did talk about the setup of this scene because you've got the you've got the the neighbors, it's like an older couple, then you got the great. young girl who gets killed. I love, you know, it's all POV. It's all through the eyes of Michael Myers, which is a big, you know, kind of attribute of the series to an extent. They kind of got away with that a little later in the in the franchise, but. Mm -hmm. That those scenes of him kind of in the back alleys of these homes and then that kind of pan past the window yeah, and she's got like so well done yeah and then just seeing the pumpkin and it's the only halloween decoration which is what i love about it the simplicity of it in this old couple's home from what i remember it's like just the yeah. pumpkin in the window and they're watching night of the living dead funny enough which mm -hmm. is the, the go-to public domain film in every in every movie yep um it is a great, it's just a great, it's very atmospheric, even though it's simple. And I think what they were trying to do, so I think this was the idea behind this pumpkin, even though it's weird looking. I don't think 
they intended on it looking so strange. I just think that's the way Dave sees it, and I agree with you, Dave. It is a weird looking uh, it's, face. It's a weird face to yeah. put on a jack o' lantern. Weird, especially how all the jack o' lanterns in that movie, you know, from the first one. Yeah, we all know what that iconic jack o' lantern looks like. For sure, you know. So to like completely flip it and do this fucking almost like scrawling looking face on a jack o' lantern, yeah. it's weird. In in the first Halloween movie, when which we also covered, that's a great episode Dave and I did over on Patreon. I think we might have released that to the uh, regular feed as a bonus. So Probably. go back, well, go we back and listen to that. So yeah, go back and and listen to that. In the original Halloween, there you know the the, the film opens with Michael Myers POV going to kill his sister. And you see a jack-o'-lantern in front of the Myers house. I think what they were trying to do in the second one was mimic that by putting this jack-o'-lantern in the window of this older family's house. Because Michael Myers, once again, is going on the hunt to murder somebody. Right. And he kills a attractive young lady in, in, in the scene. So what, What's really interesting about this sequence, and, and especially with the woman in the kitchen, she's never... Her, she is always in the background every shot she's in. Mm-hmm. So yes. when you watch the movie, there's a pumpkin in front of her. When you yeah. watch when when it when it when it goes inside the house, her husband is in front of her. It's yeah. a, it's an interesting like I, I guess dynamic where all her scenes are shot with her in the back. There she's never in the front. She's yeah. always in the back of the shot. So it's just a little something I I picked up on watching it, but. Mrs. It's Elrod just a great scene. is her name. I think it's Mrs. Elrod and Mr. Elrod. Yeah. I believe that's it's, their name. Though those it's a great names. scene because it's also Michael, Michael gets his knife too. That's yeah, how he gets he his. He kind of like he, he. Yeah, I'm sorry. He gets his knife and he kind of like stands there for a second. Like you almost think like, oh, is he gonna try to cut these people up and kill them? Or and he doesn't. He just walks away. Yo, and he fucks up the cutting board, man. He leaves blood on it, the sandwich, right. all the delicious mm-hmm. cheese and all that <laughs> stuff. That's, he fucks up her whole meal, man. Fucking Michael Myers, dude. But that's an obscure, that's an obscure jack-o'-lantern. Adam, do you do you even have any memory of this jack-o'-lantern that Dave picked from Halloween 2? Yes. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it. I, I hate it. I hate it. Um, <laughs> so when my memory was refreshed with 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 this work of art this monstrosity (laughs) apparently apparently the props department of the halloween film production crews decide let's just make the absolutely shittiest looking pumpkin possible (laughs) dave nailed it when he said it looks like beavis and i'm looking at the picture i'm writing my notes i'm like okay I got to have some snarky ass like opinion or just relatable thing. And all I could think like, I, he, you're completely correct. It's better than the first film. <laughs> wow. Uh, I, I'm so happy you agree with me because not a lot of people do. No, well, yeah, that's why everybody's insane, but like, <laughs> it's not, it's only better because it looks like shit. Like I'll be honest, but it took effort to do. You know, somebody sat there and intricately, intricately carved that weird nose mm-hmm. and, and all that. Somebody took time, but no, but this is not like similar to be like, oh, oh, okay, we're gonna roll in about five minutes. Can somebody run to the grocery store and carve a pumpkin real quick? That's probably that's what, what happened. The first one. Yeah, more that's than the, likely. That's the first one. Yeah, that's the first one. I was like, oh, it's the knife blade that's supposed to. Like, Shut up. 
No, no, it's not. Somebody just carved a crappy pumpkin and that's what got thrown on the scene. This, somebody somebody sat and carved it. It doesn't look good, but there was effort there. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, the 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 Michael Myers mask is an unfinished William Shatner face. Yeah. The face of that entire franchise exists because somebody was lazy and found a cheap mask that wasn't to think about it like that so so if you think for one second somebody's just not gonna a a pumpkin yeah on a scene (laughs) just quickly carve it so (laughs) right right like you can you can light me up all you want about my opinions on it i i think it's terrible um this is better because it's somebody took the time to carve it I don't like it. Your description of Beavis is a hundred percent. Beavis Jack O' Lantern <laughs> is 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 dead on. But yeah, there's I I kept my mouth shut for the duration of this pick, and then just let me go. Adam was trying to avoid giving his two cents on this one, just because Adam hates every Jack O' Lantern in the Halloween series. I don't know about every. I would have to legitimately go back and watch. Every single one. I mean, the Halloween three Jack O' Lantern looks great, sure, but it's technically not not a real you know, Jack O' Lantern, so, yeah. right? But I, if you want net for next year, I'll I'll make sure I go back and view the actual Jack O' Lanterns in the Halloween franchise, and and see if all of them are Suck. as equally <laughs> as terrible as these two. Oh no! But hey, somebody's making money on merch with that thing. So who, what do I know? Next year we're gonna do a bonus episode. Adam ranks <laughs> every Jack O' Lantern <laughs> in the Halloween franchise. You should do from it, honestly. Best to worst. So. Save, your, save your Patreon money. Uh, for this part of the show, I want to show you something that I'm not as scared of, which is Jack O' Lanterns. And my guess who's gonna show us how to make a Jack O' Lantern is my first guest, Sandy Grungerson. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Sandy, you look a little bit like a witch. My last pick, and the last the last jack-o'-lantern we're talking about technically isn't even a jack-o'-lantern. It's more so a scenario that features a jack-o'-lantern and features two carving two jack-o'-lanterns and features the the idea of carving a jack-o'-lantern. And that's why I picked this. I picked this because everyone that listens to our show it's a good has pick. carved a jack-o'-lantern. Also deep cut. And uh, I have a question before I get into the actual pick. Have either of you ever injured yourself carving a jack-o'-lantern? I have not. No. Adam, have you cut yourself a little blood? I shouldn't even answer this question because I'm just going to jinx myself oh, no. this year. I'm mean, like, <laughs> yep. Well, um, that I can recall. No, knock wood. Knock on. We're all I'm knocking doing it on right the now. wood. Yeah, we're do it. Not, I, none of us have ever injured ourselves. And that plays into my pick, which is from the Check It Out with Steve Brule TV show. And the segment is called. On the spot with Sandy Sanders. Now, if you're not familiar with Check It Out with Steve Brule, it's another adult swim show. Again, it goes back to what I said, the unintentional theme of our episode. A lot of adult swim kind of cartoon network, mm-hmm. you know, picks here Three this of them. year. Three of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not familiar with Check It Out, what it is is a it's supposed to be a low budget, like micro budget public access show. 
I believe it's supposed to be like the late 80s, early 90s, like really, really low quality graphics on the screen. And it's supposed to be kind of like Learn to Read. I don't know if you guys remember Learn to Read. Mm-hmm. Like one of those kind of shows where you're learning about different types of things and it's weird because the host is john c Riley, steve brule he portrays steve steve brule and i'm gonna i'm gonna choose my words wisely here in describing him he is a special person he is a uh, he he's a he has special he's special needs of some kind <laughs> he is on the spectrum in a way is 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 it safe to say that guys would both of you uh, agree that he's eccentric is not the word he is special he's a he good got man. out at, at, he's a, no, he, he got out at two o'clock instead of three yes he's a special boy special man and i will say check it out is probably my favorite Adult Swim show. I'm a huge fan of it, and it's a spinoff of a uh, was it Tim and Eric? That's where Steve yeah, Rule comes from. Yeah, it's affiliated. Yeah. Originally, uh, he was on uh, the Tim and Eric show, and then it was a spinoff, and he got his own TV show. So, and I recommend. I think it was about three to four seasons. Once again, every episode's like ten minutes long. Odd shit. You basically got Steve Brule visits you know, a restaurant in one episode and learns how to run a restaurant. He learns how to fly a plane. He learns to drive. People come in studio and he butchers their, butchers their names. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. Things always go wrong. He's always farting and vomiting and fucking things <laughs> up and hurting himself. It's it's the dumbest thing in the world and not like in Joe, not in the Joe Para sense. It's just bizarre it's kind of like gross out humor meets kind of dumb. Fuck it. It's dumb. It's dumb. It I is admit, dumb. It's fucking dumb, but I love Very it. Very dumb. Very dumb. Uh, but in the segment on the spot with Sandy Sanders, you've got Steve Brule and this woman who he calls Sandy Gunderson. He doesn't even call yeah. her by her real name. <laughs> it's he, amazing. He always fucks people's names up. He never, that's like an ongoing gag with this character. He, like, the name of the person will be on the screen and he still says the wrong name. So he calls her Sandy Gunderson. And she is going to show Steve Brule how to carve a jack o' lantern. Now, the setup is great. It looks really cheap, public access y. You've got like the scarecrow in the back haystacks, a couple of pumpkins sitting on the table. One of them is completely carved and done. And I'm assuming that's supposed to be Sandy's jack-o'-lantern. And Steve, in his kind of special way, tells Sandy to show him how to carve a jack-o'-lantern. Now, before he gets into that, I do like how he insults her and calls her a witch, that she kind of looks like a witch. That's, probably, you know, he <laughs> That's my me. favorite part yeah. of, the, of, the, of the video. Because, <laughs> you know, you again, they never outright say Halloween, but... Obviously, that's kind of like this is like the little Halloween segment that that Check It Out's producing. And he tells her, you kind of look, he goes, Sandy, you kind of look like a witch. And it's obviously an insult, but it goes right she, over her head. And she just goes, no. <laughs> yes. And, he, <laughs> and then I think he told, he like no. asked her, he's like, do you have a cat, 
still per, like still pushing the fact that she looks like a witch because she's like an older woman. And she goes, yes, I do have a black cat, but it has white paws or something like that. So she's like defending herself, you know, trying to take this insult and flip it on him. But he just doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't give a shit. So Steve insists on he's kind of cocky and wants to carve the jack-o'-lantern and sub. He's like, oh, I know how to do it. Oh, I, I got this. I got this. And he carves, starts stabbing it, carving. He says he's going to carve eyes and ends up chopping off one of his fingers. And like this tantrum. It's funny because Sandy kind of vanishes. She like leaves the segment. And it's just him screaming as his finger is severed completely. He's screaming, crying, fuck carving pumpkins. He grabs one of the pumpkins, smashes it on the ground. It's fucking amazing. It's a minute long. She pulls his finger out of the jack-o'-lantern. Yes, she does. She is there, but I think off to the side. You're right. She pulls the finger out. It's fucking so dumb and has nothing to do with the jack-o'-lantern technically, but that's what I love about it because it involves carving a jack-o'-lantern, and it's kind of, you know, whenever you watch these public safety videos from the 80s and the 70s, like Halloween safety, you know, pumpkin carving safety is always an aspect of all these dave and i to plug another episode we covered one of them i think from the 80s Mm -hmm. uh, a year or so ago but that's always an important factor like always use safety when carving your pumpkins don't ever (laughs) use kitchen knives even though back in the day before we had all these tools that you could buy to carve pumpkins you would use just you know kitchen utensils and stuff so i just love how things go completely wrong for steve here he fucking loses a finger in the process and the pumpkins that they're carving the one that's on the table isn't anything special but just the scenario to me is what's special about it it's fucking absurd you know what's funny i like when she's like oh he's like well show me what to do and she's like well you gotta you gotta cut the top and he goes oh they gotta cut the top and the top's already cut (laughs) <laughs> and he just kind of cuts around it anyway. And he goes, look at that. He goes, it's easy. It's already done. He gets he's like, all cocky. He's like, that's why it's so easy. Because yeah. it's done already. <laughs> he gets, that's what the best thing is. Because that's kind of another running gag with Steve yeah. is he completely ignores them whenever they're trying to show him the proper way to do anything. And it always backfires on him. You know what I mean? And I, I, I yeah. love that. There's an episode I love of Check It Out where he starts eating seafood from a dumpster. And just starts gets like food poisoning five minutes later. He's eating shrimp. He's like, oh, this is all good stuff and blah, blah, blah. Because I don't think they let him in the restaurant or they kick him out or something like that. So it's like it always backfires. And in this case, him just trying to carve a pumpkin, he loses a fucking finger and has a tantrum. It's fucking great, dude. I love Check It Out. And I love that there's like a Halloween pumpkin segment. It makes the show even better. Adam, have you even have you heard of this show? I've heard of the show. It's the first time I've actually seen I've actually seen this one, which then like, there you go. Another classic, like in, in our episode alone, just makes you realize like, man, how many good, how much good internet quality exists simply out of the idea of carving jack-o'-lanterns and stuff like this has to be made into just a giant compilation and stuff like this. Cause there's, there's one video that I saw online a few years ago that I've been looking for to use as a choice for it. And I can't find it. And this is just a test. I mean, this is, a testament just how much rando 
pumpkin carving stuff there is out there <laughs> and this was good as i watched it like the, a few things that came to mind the lady looks like a witch she looks like a witch or she kind of looks like she kind of looks like a beat down version of susan boyle you remember yes. that like weird looking british woman on on uh, america's got talent or something and she comes out she looks real frumpy and then she sounds like the voice of an angel i'm like that lady looks like susan boyle <laughs> second thing that i picked up from this is at some point he reaches his hand into the pumpkin. He's like, oh, the guts are slimy or whatever. That is top-notch Halloween pumpkin guts ASMR. Yes. <laughs> like somebody's probably listening to that, like, just put it on repeat. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, listen. But yeah, they, pumpkin guts are pretty stinky sometimes and kind of gross. when you, when you I'm used to I, it I, at this I, point, but, you know. I think I told you, though, if you go, this, this is, comes from a person who only carved a bajillion of these things to know something ridiculous like this if you go to walmart right and buy a pumpkin shoot me for buying my pumpkins from walmart but (laughs) listen i have to save a buck um you buy a pumpkin from walmart and carve it and you cut it open the guts don't smell good but if you buy it from like an actual farm it smells like they did when you were a kid Mm -hmm. like there's a different just now sure. I just totally went off the okay. deep end. Like, compare. It's a compare next pumpkin. time. Next time you I'm go, gonna have. I'm gonna have to. You, you go on like a, a hay ride, and you go. You know, you do the romanticized Sunday Sunday weekend thing, and you go pick a pumpkin from the farm, and then you go buy. You know, your four dollar pumpkin from Walmart. And the Walmart one stinks, but the real ones, the organic ones, smell like nostalgia. The eight dollar, okay. the eight nine dollar pumpkins are, are are better than the four dollar pumpkins, is what you're saying. You're lucky if it's nine dollars. We're charging you a dollar a pound yeah. now. Yeah, you're right. It'll end up being like a fifteen dollar, yeah. fifteen dollar pumpkin compared to the two ninety nine pumpkin that stinks exactly. like garbage. But I would, I would hope Steve Brule's pumpkin at least smelled authentic and you know <laughs> ruins the it. ASMR for you if it if it stink. He got him from a a, a farm pumpkin patch before. Uh, even yep. though he ended up losing a fucking finger because of it, so you know. <laughs> but yeah, my, my pick that this pick was a little left field. Technically, not a jack o' lantern. There's a jack o' lantern in I it. Like it's it. kind of it's a I it's it a, a ba- it's a basic pumpkin. But I think the overall idea is why I wanted to talk about it here because you got to carve a pumpkin to make a jack o' lantern. You know what I mean? That's true. Of course. Now to close out the show, uh, I want us each to pick one jack o' lantern from the other. Was their favorite, so we'll start with you, Adam. Out of all the picks, which one? Which one are you going with as your uh, your favorite? Uh, either from my one of my picks or one of Dave's picks. I I. It's it's, <laughs> it's tough because I'm a pumpkin. Was so I was turned on my head as soon as you started to go into the creepiness about it. Yes, I was super impressed with it, but I have to give the edge to the Joe Para. Uh, like it's i'm just like i'm going to watch this religiously i'm so glad it exists (laughs) so yeah Yeah. that that that's my win right there okay what about you dave what 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 are you going with see normally i'd probably go with the um over the garden wall pumpkin people but because we've talked about it you know we we've talked about it before i'm gonna just go a little bit left field and i'm probably gonna go with i'm a pumpkin I think just oh, okay. just because I really can't wait to watch Peppermint Park now. 
<laughs> you want to watch the fucking ridiculous yeah. show. Yeah. You have yeah, nightmares do. for the yeah, next week. Yes, I'm ready exactly. for it. You're not sleeping tonight if you check if you watch <laughs> it. I'm ready for it. Um I'm going to go you? with the, I'm going with Joe Para. We're tied, dude. Basically two and two because of the Joe mm-hmm. Para the that Joe Para segment warms my heart and it's also extremely fucking strange. Dude, watch the rest depressing. of the show. It's great. Yeah. I, yeah, I want to see the whole episode. It's great. It's the the like, entire series is great. Honestly, it's the Joe Para show and check it out. Watching both of those shows, it, it's you're, you're it's a weird experience. I think if you were to watch like a couple of episodes from each one, you're gonna be like, mm-hmm. they're so opposite, opposite, but there's something about them that's similar too. It's weird. It's fucking weird. It's, yeah, it's weird and you shot very taste. differently, aesthetically very different, but weird host. Wonderful as it is to give a pumpkin life, you also give it death. An uncarved pumpkin can last three months, but a jack-o'-lantern rots in five to ten days. So that was Iconic Jack-o'-lanterns, part four, a.k.a. the Adult Swim Show at this point. That's what this was. This is our coverage of Not Adult Mad about Swim. It. Not mad about it. Uh, yeah. Adam, thank you for joining us for the fourth time. Thank Where, you again. Of, of Looking course. forward to year five. Of course, year five coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, on Instagram, primarily at Great Pumpkin Project. Um, the website, Great Pumpkin Project, the Great Pumpkin, yeah, the Great Pumpkin Project.com. That's where you can go and print your own tags, put them on your pumpkins. Last year's tags will be up there to print sometime in October. Print them out, put them on a pumpkin, put it somewhere. Join the uh, join the the fun and um, email. If you want to send your picks, picks that way to at uh, greatpumpkinproject at gmail.com. And thank you guys for having me once again. This it's is always a pleasure. Fun. And be sure to subscribe. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Haunted Hangover. Head over to hauntedhangover.com for all the links to Patreon, Spotify, iTunes, the YouTube channel, all that good stuff at hauntedhangover.com. And if you can rate and review us, that would be greatly appreciated. And as always, remember, the best cure for a hangover is more More booze. booze. Catch you guys later. Bye.